Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 125 of the Speaking Club podcast. This week, I wanted to share a Native American Indian proverb to start the show. Those who tell the stories rule the world. Maybe you think this proverb might be overstating the power of stories just a bit. Think again. In 1838, through the story of Oliver Twist, Charles Dickens made the rich care about the suffering of the poor in the English workhouses, leading to reform. In 1852, Harriet Beecher Stowe radically altered the perception of slavery within America with her novel Uncle Tom's Cabin. And in 2011, E.L. James, with her book Fifty Shades of Grey, single-handedly increased the sales of rope around the world. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking, and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, I hope you're staying safe and well. I've been wearing my mask out and about. The trouble is that because it's covering my mouth and not my eyes, I feel more like a super villain than a superhero. Now I know how Tom Hardy felt as Bane. I've been working on smiling with my eyes to compensate. Anyway, welcome to part two in this three-part series on the secrets to getting more leads when you speak online. If you haven't yet listened to part one, which is episode one, two, three, then go and do that first and come on back after. Okay, I'm going to assume that you've done that and you know that in part one, I took you through the seven deadly sins of speaking online and explained that the solution to many of these deadly speaking sins and the secret the standing out, making people care and selling online is telling stories. Now, as I mentioned before, the trouble is that a lot of the time people aren't confident storytellers and they've got a lot of questions about using stories in speaking and marketing. But as promised in this show, I'm going to be giving you the answers. OK, let's get started. So I truly believe that the proverb I started the show with is accurate. Those who tell stories rule the world. And that's because if you think about it, whether it's books or movies, television, newspapers or the internet, it is true that those people who tell the stories have enormous power to influence. But why are stories so powerful? Well, firstly, it's because we've been conditioned for millennia to listen to stories before the advent of writing, we use stories to make it easier for people to remember important information. That conditioning means we intuitively lean in when we hear a story start, and the storyteller today has the benefit of that hotline to our subconscious. It's also because us human beings are the only creatures that can imagine something outside our direct experience. We can actually imagine something that doesn't exist or hasn't yet happened, and it permeates everything. Stories are the source of all religion, all passionate belief, and all sense of community. 
And one of the big reasons the early human tribes grew was because they could feel the connection to someone that they'd never actually met in person, but had heard a story about. Stories are so powerful because they exploit this human ability. We feel like we're taking the journey with the hero, enabling us to share the emotional experience and imagine different possibilities and futures for ourselves. And all of that is why I believe that in today's digital world, your stories, structured in the right way, are one of the most powerful tools you have to break through the noise, reach your ideal customer, and make your business stand out. Okay, hopefully I've convinced you of the enormous power of stories, but now you're probably thinking, yes, that's all very well, Sarah, but last time I looked, I'm not JK Rowling. And as an entrepreneur speaking online, I don't know what exactly you mean by story, whether there are different types of story, and if so, which one should I use, how long a story should be, where I should use stories, where I find the stories to use, and how I should use them. But don't you worry, because that's exactly what I'm going to take you through now. Okay, let's start with what do I mean by story? Well, my definition of a story is the retelling of an event or experience in a way that captures attention, creates an emotional connection, and inspires a shift in perspective that leads to action. And this event or experience doesn't have to be anything earth-shattering. It doesn't have to be a Hollywood blockbuster with towering infernos and earthquakes and so on. But it should be the catalyst for some kind of change in the hero of the story. Now that change could be a change of emotional state or financial state or learning something new or having a shift in perspective or finding something out about themselves. This week, I did a video of me unboxing a stand-up paddleboard. That was a story. It had all the right ingredients. It captured attention because people will want to know what's in the box. There's an emotional connection. People can relate to the excitement I felt at getting a new toy. And it inspires a shift in perspective. And this part happens because I'm sharing the unboxing of this paddleboard as part of a bigger message that older women can start doing something adventurous in middle age. And in terms of the change I experienced, I'm now even more excited to get out on the water. Now, I told that story in a video in real time so people could see and hear what I was feeling in the moment. But if I was retelling that story, I would still want to find a way to show the audience what I was thinking, feeling and experiencing so that it was engaging and relatable for them. Now, Another story I tell, you may have heard me tell it before on here, is I, the time I had my first camera and took it on a family holiday to Florida when I was in my early 20s, years ago. <laughs> my parents had booked for us to go on a horseback riding trip and sea fishing as well. So I took my shiny new camera to capture the memories. So we arrived at this horseback riding experience and got saddled up. And my dad, he was like much more experienced as a rider. So he suggested he took my camera and he took the photos. Now this was, you know, Florida, it was hot. 
And this trail was a bit dusty as well. But my dad was so keen to get the right shot that he was flinging himself all over the horse like a stuntman and getting all sweaty so that he could get those perfect photos. And uh, from there, we went on to the sea fishing. It was a beautiful day. It was so nice to get on the boat after the heat on the trail on the horse. But none of us were having any luck catching anything until my dad shouted that he'd got something. Again, he started sweating as he was wrestling with whatever sea monster was on the end of his line. And eventually, he pulled it up out of the sea, and it was a baby shark. And my dad said, quick, Sarah, go and get the camera. And I used up the last of the film, capturing dad standing proudly with his shark before they threw it back into the sea. And my dad was so excited to see the photos that he'd sweated getting that we stopped at a drugstore on the way home to put the film in for developing. And at the counter, I was struggling to get the film out of the camera. It's not digital. This is before digital in the old days. And so I was struggling to get this film out when the guy behind lost patience with me and said, I'll take a look. And after fiddling around with the camera, he said to me, ah, I see what the problem is here. You've not got any film in it. My head snapped round to look at my dad at that point, who met my gaze. And then he started shaking his head before calling me an idiot and walking out of the store with my mum cracking up beside him. And what I learned that day was always to check you have all the equipment you need for the job that you're going to do. <laughs> Again, that's a simple little story that will capture attention, resonate with people and show some growth on my part that will give my audience food for thought too. Okay, so that's what a story is. But what are the different types and lengths of stories? So to me and what I teach, there are three types of story, main types of story. These are hooks, anecdotes and transformational stories. Hooks are the shortest stories and normally they're one sentence long and these are what draw people into read, watch or listen to your story and message. Anecdotes are snackable stories. They're shorter vignettes of life that you can tell in around three minutes or less. And then the transformational stories these are kind of like they're your origin story, you're your big idea stories that you usually find at the start of webinars and keynotes, and they normally last around 10 minutes to tell. And these transformational stories show both internal and external transformation of the hero of the story that links to the product, service, idea, or change that you are trying to sell to your audience. Now, I believe your origin story is one of the most important assets that you own. You can get this story right, and there's actually can be more than one of them even, and get these stories right, and it could generate thousands in revenue for you. And there's a definite structure to follow to create an origin story in a way that will make it more compelling for your audience. And that's why I've got a whole bonus course dedicated to finding and creating your origin story in my signature program. Okay, so let's talk uh, now about where you should use your stories. For me, the answer to this question, where you should use your stories, is related to this quote. Stories are the currency 
of human connection. So the answer is anywhere we're trying to connect with another human being, which means as an online entrepreneur, business owner or speaker, you should be using stories in Facebook Lives, videos, podcasts, webinars, blogs, emails, sales pages, groups, Instagram stories, pitches, keynotes, coaching sessions, one-to-one meetings, social media posts. Do you know what? Let's just say everywhere. Okay, everywhere. You should be using stories. Lastly, I want to answer the question of where to find your stories. As you know, from what I told you in part one, one place I don't think you should find your stories is on the sales page of someone selling done-for-you, word-for-word story scripts. Now, the promise is that it will make it easier and quicker for you to get results because you're sharing content that works, except just because it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And I don't think it will. And that's because if you're using the same exact content as everyone else, chances are you're going to get lost in the crowd, which is the opposite of what we want. And you're going to switch your audience off. It might get you so far, but these done for you word for word scripts won't make people connect with you because it's not your voice. Those scripts reflect the personality and brand of the person you bought them from not yours. For me, the answer to where you should find your stories is you. From your life, from growing up, from your ups and downs, from your successes and failures, from your experiences with friends and family, holidays and so on. Your memory is a mine of wonderful, authentic stories that will help you Clarify your message, create aha moments for your audience and show the real you. And that's who people will connect with and trust. I'm on a mission to get people to discover the gems in their mind and turn them into stories that will make their speaking sparkle. And that's why I've created my seven day snackable story challenge. In just seven days, not only will you uncover your authentic stories, but I'm going to show you step by step how to make your stories super engaging and share them powerful with your audience on video. And it's completely free to do. So if you think you do need some help to build your confidence, to free your voice and stand out from the crowd, then you can join that challenge at saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge. Now, you might be thinking, hold up, Sarah, hold up a minute. I think you've missed one important question you told me you were going to share. And that's how to use the different type of stories in your speaking online or on stage. But I haven't forgotten. I've deliberately left the best till last. Because in part three, I'm going to be sharing how you should be using the different types of stories to maximize impact, engagement and sales along that customer acquisition journey. Okay, all right. So that's it. I'm going to give you your takeaways from this episode now. Firstly, stories enable us to share an emotional experience and imagine different possibilities and futures for ourselves. A story, in my opinion, is the retelling of an event or experience. 
in a way that captures attention, creates an emotional connection and inspires a shift in perspective that leads to action. Remember, it doesn't have to be a blockbuster, but it should be the catalyst for some kind of change in the hero of the story. There are three main types of story. There are hooks, anecdotes and transformational stories, again, in my humble opinion. Uh, Your origin story is one of the most important assets you own. Get the story right and it could generate thousands in revenue for you. Stories are the currency of human connection and you should use them anywhere you're trying to connect with other human beings. You should be the source of your stories because your memory is a mine of wonderful, authentic stories that will sell. And if you want some help with your stories, then as I mentioned, my seven-day challenge will guide you through discovering those stories and show you step-by-step how to make them powerful, engaging, and also show you how to share them powerfully too with your audience on video. Okay, there you go. Thanks again so much for joining me here at The Speaking Club. And I would absolutely love it if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening if you enjoyed the show. Also, if you're not subscribed, make sure you do, especially with that part three coming up in a couple of weeks. Listen, you take care, be safe, wear your mask, and don't forget to grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Snackable stories are short, powerful, engaging, and very shareable. Because of that, they're great to use in Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message, build your audience, and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle for many online entrepreneurs, authors, experts, and coaches, and that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. That's where my seven-day snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just seven days, I'm going to give you resources and training that will not only build your skills and confidence, but will get you a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. And the best bit is that all of it is completely free. To find out more, including if you meet the criteria to participate, then go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.